0: I am the pastor of La Gran Cosecha, which is the Hispanic ministry of uh, Harvest Point. I'm glad to be here today. It's a great honor and an opportunity to share God's Word uh, with all of you. Uh, the first thing I would like to say is that it's all about Christ. Amen? It's all about Christ. And, and, uh, but I got to tell you, and um, I am so humbled To be associated by Pastor Stephen's leadership, and uh, I just wanted to start off giving him a round of applause. Give God a round of applause for Pastor Stephen. I'm um, just—he's—he's been a great mentor, and he puts me in these messes, you know, to tell me, you know, listen, I need for you to preach for me on June 7th. I'm over here already preparing the message, you know, and then all of a sudden he hits me with the, no, listen, I'm starting a series. On, on, And here's the movie I want you to preach on. And I'm like, okay, let's reinvent the wheel because I don't even own the movie. You know, I have it on VHS, but that's obsolete. So uh, I, I found it on my collection. I said, well, let's, uh, we're going to have to start something new here. But I'm, I'm so glad to be here. I want to start this. How, how many of you have seen the movie Aladdin? Let me see. Raise your hand. Aladdin. Right, everybody. So, I mean, Aladdin, one of the greatest movies, classics, that. And, that I like. I like genies and three wishes and if I had the opportunity to have three more wishes that'll be great. So we're gonna have a great time tonight uh, this morning. I'm used to saying tonight I'm sorry because I do services in the evenings but we're gonna have a great service this morning and uh, I think that uh, God has something really really neat planned for each and every one of us today. If this is your first time here I encourage you to keep coming throughout this whole series because it's gonna be a blessing I kid you not I'm, I'm really serious about that. Let's start off with of, uh, the word of prayer, and uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, honor God uh, this morning. Father, we love you and we thank you so much for this opportunity that you've given me to be here and uh, the fact that your presence is in this place. Father, I pray for every person sitting here today, and I pray that the word that will be spoken this morning, Father, that it will reach the lives of each and every one of us, Father, that you will speak to our hearts according to our needs, and Father, that, the, that, that when we leave today, we don't leave the same way we came in. Father, fill us with your grace. Father, fill us with, with, uh, with your joy, and and thank you so much for this opportunity. We love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to start off with the word of uh, In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 to 28, and it says like this, But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. Now... As we all know, and we uh, reference to the Disney movie, Aladdin, and of course that we all saw it, we, we see a couple of things. We see a young man who, who used the, 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 as resources to fulfill his own needs, the fact that he would steal, he would lie, he would cheat, just to get his own way. And as many of you remember, Aladdin had a, encountered a relationship with this genie. And one of the things that, that we all know is that Aladdin had three wishes, right? Now, normally, us human beings, as the kind of people that we are, uh, when we see a, a person in the same conditions as Aladdin, we, we start off by placing labels on people like Aladdin, a person that steals, a person that cheats, a person that, 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 uh, that, that lies and we, all, we start labeling somebody like him. Let's take a look at this first footage and you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> on his way to the palace, I suppose. Another suitor for the princess. Out <laughs> of my way, you filthy brats! Hey, if I were as rich as you, I could afford some manners. Oh! I'll teach you some manners! <laughs> Look at that, Appu. It's not every day you see a horse with two rear ends. You are a worthless street rat. You were born a street rat, you'll die a street rat, and only your fleas will mourn you. I'm not worthless, and I don't have fleas. Come on, Abu, let's go home. raff street rat, I don't buy that. If only they'd look closer, would they see a poor boy, no siree. They'd find out there's so much more to Someday, Abu, things are going to change. We'll be rich, live in a palace, and never have any problems at all. I've never been so insulted! One of the famous uh, descriptions of Aladdin is that famous diamond in the rough. You guys heard of that uh, diamond in the rough? Now... When we hear the words, uh, that phrase diamond in the rough, uh, what does that term actually mean? Now, diamond in the rough, uh, as I looked it up, means a person who is generally of good character but lacks of manners, lacks of education, and lacks of style. Now, I'm going to repeat that. A person, a diamond in the rough is a person who is generally of good character, lack, but lacks of manners, education and style. Now, there are two questions to ask, and, and, and as I ask these questions, let's go ahead and just evaluate and think about these questions. Question number one, how does God see me? How does God see you? Asking this question of how does God, if God was right here physically, which we know his presence is in this place, how do you think that God would see you or how would he see me? Sometimes we look at the conditions of our lives and we start evaluating and we start passing judgment to our own selves. And saying, you know, I am in, in, I'm in real bad shape right now. I don't think God will see me with good eyes. The, question, the second question is, who does God choose to use for his purpose? And uh, the answer to that question is in this following verse. First Samuel chapter 16, verses 6 to 7, and we'll read it together. And it says, when they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, surely Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Now, it's very important to understand these two things. First of all, God sees not what we have been, nor He sees what we are today. I'm going to say that again. God does not see what we have been, nor what we are today. He sees what we could be if we place our lives in his hands. Now, when I was uh years ago, I became a, I was called to pastoral ministry back in 1996. Now, I got saved in 1994. Now, mind you, I was born in 1972. Do the math and you'll see. Now, I was raised in Puerto Rico, and, I, and you know this, um, not for my appearance or my accent, but because it's true. Now, in Puerto Rico, you either do two things. You're either in church or in trouble, and I wasn't in church all the time, so I have a past. Now, when I met Christ on a Good Friday in 1994, I remember that I, ha- I wanted to get close to God as close as possible, and I did it by... Uh, passing time with my pastor. I mean, we were just peas in a pod. I was so attached to this man. I wanted to learn so much. But the only thing I didn't want to do, and I never saw myself, was preaching his word in front of a crowd. I was a little bit more of the backstage type of guy. I thought that I was just going to be going to church and singing the songs and assisting in the backstage. And my mind was like, you go ahead and preach the word and you teach. I'm going to assist you from back here, and I thought that was okay. So when, when I felt the calling of, of Christ to, to the ministry, the first thing that I started was to, st- I started evaluating myself, saying to myself, first of all, I am not ready. First of second of all, I'm not qualified. I'm not ready, and I'm not qualified, so no thank you, I don't want to do this. But then again, you know, God doesn't negotiate and when he does and when he says it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. I tried to negotiate with him, but it didn't work. Now, one thing that I would that I learned uh throughout all these years was that God does not call the equipped. He equipped who he calls. And and I learned that throughout the years, and, and I've been and I've been so blessed by doing what I do and and I just Love to serve the Lord, and it, this reminds me because before before I got saved, you know like I said i had a, I have a past, and through that and that past you know helps help me to help others. God has given me opportunities and experiences, so through that experience, I can be of a blessing to to many many people now, that being said, one of the things that uh, that took place was when I got saved, of course, I was I started to date my wife, you know, and, uh, you know, I wanted to, you know, she was she was the churchgoer and her family was the churchgoer going people. Now, one of the things that I didn't do was to pray in public. In my, you know, I didn't I never prayed in public. I always as a matter of fact, I didn't even I never even knew how to pray. So one day I was at uh, in a crowd where it, where it was my wife and, and a group of family members and they started they started with the idea of, let's go ahead and do a prayer circle. I'm sure I'm game. You know, I was newly converted, and, and uh, I wanted to make sure that people knew that I was a changed man, you know? So as I was in this circle, and they started passing out, you know, prayer requests to pray out loud. And They were saying stuff like, okay, you're going to pray for, for, for such requests, and, and you're going to pray for this. And right after that, you know, we would go... Taking turns and leading prayers. And all of a sudden, the, ping, the finger was being pointed at me. And I said, Jose, I want you to pray for, for Lucretia's hands, because her hands were, 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 she had some conditions in her nerves. And Jose, I want you to pray for Lucretia, she's my mother in law, for Lucretia's hands. And I looked at him and I said, out loud. And uh, he says, uh, yeah, don't worry. I mean, it's, it's just talking to God, you know, talking. You're going to talk to God, and, and, and it's, it's okay. And, and I looked at him again, and I said, are you serious? And I thought that God wasn't going to really listen to me. So, so there and then, I, I got really nervous. I was really nervous, but at the same time, I wanted to do what we're about to see in this, uh, in this next clip. Will like this one, and I'm pretty sure I'll like Princess Jasmine. Let us know. I must intercede on Jasmine's behalf. This boy is no different from the others. What makes him think he is worthy of the princess? Your Majesty, I am Prince Ali Ababa. Just let her meet me. I will win your daughter. How dare you? All of you standing around deciding my future? I am not a prize to be won. Oh dear. Be yourself. Yeah, right. What? Uh, uh, you're right. You aren't just some prize to be won. You should be free to make your own choice. I'll go now. No! What? You saw that little part where the genie says, be yourself. You saw that, be yourself. Well, that was pretty much my case. See, because Aladdin in this, in this clip, he was pretending to be somebody he, who he wasn't. He was trying to be this prince because he wanted to, to impress this girl and all this other stuff. Well, that was me. And I remember that day when, we started to, when we, they started handing out all these prayer requests, I wanted to impress. So one of, one of the things that we did, we grabbed hands, and, and everybody started praying, and I was already getting nervous because my turn was coming up. And my hands started sweating, you know. And, and, and I was like, you know, so I started thinking in my head. I said, you know, let me, let me think, 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 think. So I said, okay, good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to pray like my grandfather because my grandfather is such a prayer warrior. I'm just going to go ahead and pray like him, you know. I'm even going to do the little jump, you know, that he does. And, you know, and, I, and I've developed a jump, you know. I'm over here like doing this. As a matter of fact, the other day I saw my son leading prayer and he was doing a little jump too. So... <laughs> So I was over here doing this little jump, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, I started thinking, okay, Grandpa, lead the way. And all of a sudden, no, it changed scenarios, you know. There's, I have a, a friend at the church, and she's a missionary, she prays beautifully too. I said, oh, you know what, Wanda prays good too. You know, she's more young, you know, I don't have to, imitate, I don't have to be like the, the older folk, you know. So, oh, great, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to do like that. And prayer keeps coming, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, here I am, and I'm just going to start Praying like my pastor. Yeah, I'm going to pray like Willie, you know. I'm going to pray like Willie, yeah. I'm going to do a little jump. You know, I'm going to make a combination of everybody, you know. I'm going to, I'm going to, make a, I'm going to do a mush, you know. And, I said, and all of a sudden, you know, be yourself came, came about, you know. I, I felt the voice of the Lord saying, listen, you are not your grandfather. You are not Wanda. And you are not Willie. You are you. You are you. And because one of the things that I wanted to do, was I wanted to impress. Now, one thing that I did learn is that we are not supposed to impress other people. Rather, we are supposed to influence them. We're not supposed to impress other people. Rather, we are supposed to influence them. Then came about, as, as all this unfolded, that the word, it's a strong word, And the Bible calls this word hypocrite. We've heard the word hypocrite. Somebody calls somebody somebody else a hypocrite. That's That's a strong statement. You know, Jesus would say, hey, listen, when you pray, don't be like these hypocrites, you know. So what does the word hypocrite mean? The word hypocrite means play actor or a pretender. Play actor or pretender. And as, as all this started to unfold, and I was trying to, 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 to imitate somebody else in the prayer and, and be Mr. St. Jose and all this other stuff, then that Be Yourself, when it came to my turn, because I was a bit of, you know, not very well spoken, and all of a sudden I started praying for my mother-in-law, bless her heart, and it was a very natural prayer yo god sup listen um my mother in law her hands are all jacked up <laughs> she can't she can't grab a cup cuz she 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 drops it she's all messed up god <laughs> now mind you i i really don't mean what I'm going to say, but I pray for her, and I hope you cure her and all this stuff, and, and, and amen. That was it. And the neat thing was that God healed her. God did the work, you know, <laughs> because he didn't listen to Willie or Wanda or my grandfather. He listened to my heart. And, and, and God wanted me to be not somebody who impressed, but somebody who influenced. He didn't want me to be this hypocrite that wanted to play an actor of somebody else who he doesn't want me to be. He wanted me not to pretend to be, you know, these, these guys that I really look up to, but God had a special plan for me, and he molded me the way that I am so I can fulfill his purpose and I can, and I can work his kingdom. Amen. Now, Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 and 2 says this. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, Do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their rewards in full. In other words, in other words, do not show off What you do, because what we do and what I do is not to glorify myself, rather to glorify him. That's why the Bible says, do not let your right hand know what your left hand does and vice versa. Because what we do in secrets, God is going to show out in public. And he's going to show out in a way that is going to impact those that surround us. Do you know that one of the things that motivates, because the issue here is motivation. The issue here is motivation. One of the things that, that drives me and motivates me is the fact that when, when I let God work through me and and the, the people that approach will say that they've noticed that there's something different about me. That's the key, and that's the opportunity that we have to drive and to introduce Jesus Christ to these people. Why? Because when, once I gave my life to Christ, once we gave our lives to Christ, we became public figures because we are in the public eye. Because a lot of folks, they can accuse us every mistake that we make. Every time we trip, every time we fall, we are labeled, and that's it. They'll condemn us because we failed. Now, not because I am a Christian, that doesn't mean that I'm not human. I'm not a robot, you know. I, I don't, I'm, not, I don't work, I'm not a perfect guy. I make my mistakes, and yes, I do. But the fact is that when I fall, Christ will lift me up. When I fall, Jesus will lift me up. I've learned one day that uh, as I walk on water, focus on Christ, if I look away and when I look away and I start to sink, Christ will never let me drown. He will lift me up. And he will allow me to continue to walk. Who agrees with me? Now, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 5, and then I'm going to jump to verse 8 and 9, says the following. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Now what would be that third wish? What would be that third wish? Aladdin had three wishes. He had three wishes. His first wish, he wanted to be, he wanted to become a prince. His second wish, he wanted to be rescued from drowning. And his third wish, his Third wish is what we are about to see in this third clip. Genie, I wish for your freedom. One bona fide prince pedigree coming up. I- Genie, you're free. <laughs> Quick, quick. Wish for something outrageous. Say, I I want the Nile. Wish for the Nile. Try that. Uh, I wish for the Nile. No way! (laughs) Oh, does that feel good? Oh, I'm free! I'm free at last! I'm hitting the road. I'm off to see the world. I'm... Genie? you. you too, Al. You matter what anybody says, you'll always be a prince to me. There's a word in the Bible, it's called agape. Agape is a selfish, sacrificial, unconditional love, the highest of the four types of love that the, Bible, that the Bible mentions, a determination to do what would bless or heal or help set free someone else even though it comes at a cost. Now, as we come to the closing point of the message and as we see the three wishes that we saw in the movie clip, It reminds me of three wishes that Jesus had when he was dying on that cross for you and me. Jesus died on the cross so we can become children of the King of all kings. He died on that cross so we can be rescued from when we're drowning. He died on that cross to set us free. Now, as I visualize my King of Kings taking my place on that cross, because he was innocent. Jesus was innocent. He didn't have to go through what he went through be beat down and ridiculed and humiliated. He didn't have to go what he went through to just do it. He had a motivation. He had a motivation, and that motivation was you, and that motivation was me. Jesus could have easily said, you know what, Father, these people, they don't deserve this. And truly, we don't. We don't, don't they don't deserve this. Just, let's just go ahead and destroy all this and I'll go back home. But he didn't do that. His love, his agape love for us drove him. It drove him to complete that mission. To die on that cross for you and for me. Jesus had three wishes. As he shed his blood, as he shed that blood, I became the son of God. I became the son of the high king. As he shed that blood for me, he rescued me when I was drowning in life. As he shed his blood, I was set free. I was set free. Now, if we grasp anything of the message and and visualizing the movie and, and and seeing all these three key points, if anything I would grab from this is that it all centralizes in Christ. His sacrifice on that cross, his motivation was for you and I to be set free. Church is a great start. Coming to church to worship is a great start. But to seal the deal, to seal the deal is when we ask Jesus and we tell Christ, I will open my heart to you today. And I will ask you to come and live inside of me because I want to live for you. I acknowledge that you did what you did in that cross because you loved me so much that I know without the shadow of a doubt that if you had to do it again you would do it for me. I will know without the shadow of a doubt that if I was the only person in the face of this earth that needed to be saved You would have died that same death just for me. As we bow our heads and we close our eyes and it's time for us to make a decision. Now, mind you, I'm just a messenger. I'm just a messenger and the message that came across, I pray that it it, it, it touched a point in your heart where it's time to make a decision. Now, the altar is open. And there's a lot of people that would like to pray for you as well. But here's the, here's the challenge everybody has their eyes closed, nobody's looking at you. I don't know if you're shy or, or if at that point you don't care what people think because it's time to make a choice. Once you, once you choose Jesus Christ, you seal the deal. That if Christ comes right now for his people, I know where I'm going. And I want to see you there with me. Now, the first step to take is to realize that there is a problem. There's a problem in my life. There's a sickness in my life called sin outward I can be physically okay I can probably have all that I need material materially speaking I can have what it can appear to be a steady home but in the inside I'm dying inside spiritually so I have to realize that there is a problem in my life called sin But then I have to believe, and I believe that Jesus' three wishes were the ones that I mentioned earlier. He died on that cross for me. He died on that cross for me. And I have to believe that he resurrected on that third day. I believe that with all of my heart. That he resurrected on that third day, and that he is alive today. And to confess to confess that I am a sinner and to confess that Jesus Christ is my King as I make this invitation to you right now all you have to do if you prayed those three things and you took those three steps I I just ask for you to come forward pray in this altar and just let God work with you let Jesus be your friend would you do that Father I love you so much and I thank you for for loving me as much as you have and as much as you do I thank you Father because you have spoken to me today and and I'm sure that you spoke to my brothers and sisters present here today now Father I know I know that there is a lot of work to be done in my life. But Father, I just want to, I just want to pray this morning that you allow us to grow in you, Lord. We want to serve you, Father. We want to be Christ-minded. And we want to be like Christ. Father, I thank you for the three wishes that you had on that cross. Because I I declare today that because of that sacrifice, I am your son. That because of that sacrifice, you rescued me from drowning. And because of that sacrifice, you have set me free. I pray, Father, that that you Will allow each and every one of us to experience that freedom. I'm thinking that the majority here has had that experience. And I praise you for that. And I pray for those, Lord, that are still fighting with that decision that marks eternity in their lives. Father, I pray that you will continue to work with them, Lord. Never forsake them. As that has been your promise, that has been your promise. Father, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be in front of my brothers and sisters here at Harvest Point. I thank you, Father, for the love that they have shown my family and I since the moment we stepped foot inside these doors. I thank you for Pastor Stephen, Lord, for his heart, for the vision that that you have given him, Lord. I thank you for his family and I thank you for, for this wonderful congregation, Lord. Father, as we leave this place, as we leave this place today, I pray, Father, your blessing over the lives of each and every one of those here today. And for those that are absent, Father, I pray that you reach them wherever they're at and that you protect them thank you so much. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Harvest Point, have a great week in the Lord. We love you, and, uh, and I hope to see you guys next week. God bless you. Have a great Sunday.